Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, episode 30. There it is, the big three zero. I know, I know you wanted me to do an old story, but I'm not going to do an old story. It's kind of old, but it's not from 1930. Shocker. I know. It's old in that it's from 2011. Okay. But, you know, we have kind of a thing here about pastors. Oh. And so this is an ode to a pastor. Oh, good. And, you know, since we've been looking at our statistics and stuff... Um, I think we both noticed that we have some subscribers in Canada. Oh, eh? Eh, right. Thank you, Canada friends. Thank you. You know, I've been to Canada a couple times, and the thing I know about Canada is that everyone there is extremely nice, overly nice. They have a strange currency. Yes. They have they have these coins called a toonie and a loony. A toonie and a loony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Right, and I went, I went to a Hooters there, and... I was like, how do you get into the parking lot? And they were like, oh, just stick a toonie in there. And I was like, what's a toonie? And they're like, oh, they they exchanged my money and gave me a toonie. It's a, it's a coin. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. It is funny. So anyhow, so this story comes from Canada. It comes from Toronto. Um, this pastor's name is Philip Grandine, and his wife was Anna, but they went by Carissa. Her family called her Carissa. Carissa. Yeah. Okay. So he was a pastor and, incidentally, a nurse manager at a nursing home. He okay. was 33, and she was 29, and she was an insurance underwriter. Um, so this is kind of a crazy story because this is a guy that kind of abused his pastorly power, and he started to have an affair with one of his parishioners, who was a little older than him. She was like 36. Okay. So they had this like weird thing going on. They would he would go down in his basement and like video chatter on silent and do like all this weird shit with her. How do you video chat on silent? I don't know. I guess you just turn the volume all the way down. But do you have to talk like this? And I think they were like performing acts. Oh. I don't know if they were actually talking. That's not very pastorly. No. Right. I mean, not to mention there was sex in the car. Okay. There was like a also lot of not pastorly. dirty talk. Also not pastorally. And an affinity for pornography. This guy's going to give me advice on how to be holy. Yeah. Right? Anyhow, his wife found out about it. His wife was pregnant. She was five months pregnant. She hmm. found out he was having an affair. I don't she get that. Can I just say, uh, I'm going to go off the rail for a minute. Okay. Why? How you, first of all, how are you having an affair when your wife's pregnant? Well, first of all, I feel like, I feel like, you know, sometimes people in a position of power, you know, maybe like, women look at them or even men i guess if it's a woman or same sex who knows but like people in a position of power i think have a certain sense of like a, a magnetism towards people okay and i think maybe they take advantage of that maybe like it goes to their head i don't know okay but you know sometimes timing is everything his wife's pregnant well, incidentally he was known to say that if he had to get married like at that point he's not sure his wife is the person he would have picked okay so they were only married for three years it's not like they were married for like 20 years and he was sick of her. They were only married for three years. So when she found out about the affair, she was five months. Okay. 
So his relationship became physical with this woman in July. So she was probably around three months. Still. So she was like early. They should be like blissful. And she should be like, we're having a baby. And he probably should be like, hey, let's have a baby, yo. Yo. I think it's hey. Hey. Oh, Not yo. Hey. <laughs> Where'd you get yo from? I don't know. I don't know. She finds out about the affair. Well, we had we had listeners from Canada. <laughs> I know. I didn't mean to offend you. No, no you guys are really nice. Um, so she finds out about the affair. Mm-hmm. She makes him go to the church and confess. Okay. So he confesses to one of his higher up people. And they make him end the affair. And they make him put a block in his computer blocking from porn. Because I told you he had a porn obsession as well. Right. So And they made him step down as a pastor. So they decided, like, they were going to, like, counsel them and stuff and, you know, I guess try to help them work on their marriage. But he told the the girlfriend, um, we went against God and we have to do the consequences. But he told her he loved her. And What's his wee shit? Does he have a mouse in his pocket? Like, no, him and him and the girlfriend. Oh, the girlfriend. Yeah, him so and the girlfriend. So he was talking to his wife. No, 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 he said this to the girlfriend. Oh, he I said, gotcha, I gotcha. we went against God, we had to do the con- consequences. Right. So... They stopped seeing each other for a couple days, and then they went right back to seeing each other. <laughs> a whole couple days. Right. So weirdly, um, there's a lot of crazy stuff with this story. Carissa was in the hospital just a couple days before, um, you know, the incident victim. that we're talking about. Yeah. So she was in the hospital a couple days before, you know, her death because she wasn't feeling good. She said she threw up 11 to 12 times till she couldn't throw up anymore. She was disoriented. She couldn't remember anything. So her mom and her husband were in the ER with her, and she was telling her mom, I don't know what happened. Like, all of a sudden, I was just, like, really dizzy, and I was, couldn't stop throwing up, and I had no idea. Like, I can't remember anything. So the mom says she looked at Philip and said, did you give me something? Did you give me a pill or something? And he was like, no. So by this point, she already knew, obviously already knew about the affair, and I think she had her suspicions that it was going back on and like reconfronted him. She texted his girlfriend and said, and, and said like, I know you're sleeping with my husband again. And the girlfriend said, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, I guess you shouldn't um, hook up with someone's husband then. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a chance you could be confronted. So, so she goes to the hospital. So while she's in the ER, you know, she says the, her mother is with her in the ER and Phillip's in the ER. This is before COVID. You could have visitors in the hospital. Right. So the mo- her mother says... Now you have to die alone in the hospital because you're not a lot of visitors. Exactly. So her mother says Philip was like antsy and like itching to leave. And she was like, Philip, I'm sick. Like something's wrong with me. You know, why do you want to leave? And he was like, I got to go. And she's like, is someone waiting for you? And he's like, no. So... Did he have to put new toonies in the meter? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But the doctor came in and said, you have to stay overnight and we're going to get a CAT scan. And she's pregnant. So that's like already dangerous. You know, there's already a risk of getting a CAT scan when you're pregnant. So she was very scared. She was mm-hmm. very upset. She was not feeling well. And he left her. Wow. And he was her mother's ride. And he took her mother home and left her by herself. Why did the mother not stay? Well, the mother was, he was her ride. So he said, no, we got to go. And he... And he took her, and the mother said that she could see tears in her eyes as they were leaving because she didn't want them to leave. Hmm. So she's in the hospital at this point. They end up finding nothing. Now, in the meantime, you know, incidentally, they don't do toxicology on her because they don't know if it's, like, pregnancy-related or whatever, but they, they end up 
they don't suspect that she's like taken anything. That was like Saturday night. So Sunday, her mom says that she was discharged. She was out of the hospital. She was at a family function. She seemed completely fine. Monday, she goes home and the mom gets a phone call from the husband that she drowned in the bathtub. Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Uh-oh. Right, Sounds so. like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Well, so the thing is, the, the mom says, well, where were you when she was in the tub? She, you know, she's pregnant. And he says, I was out jogging. Okay, the mom says, she doesn't take baths and he doesn't jog. So the whole thing was kind of shady. So he calls 911, and I think our listeners are gonna love this 911 tape. Now this is, you know, put into perspective now, this guy's a nurse, an actual nurse. You know what else our listeners are gonna love? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're, what? They're gonna love that, a movie quote went right over your head. Oh, what, what movie was it? <laughs> Don't say Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh my. Uh, office Space. Wow, you got one. All right, okay. You got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Because everyone's driving right now going, like, just laughing because they, they, they... I was, like, sitting there going, like, what does he even mean by that? Okay, so... Of course. So, anyhow, he calls 911. You get so mad when I, like, interrupt <laughs> your... <laughs> interrupt you with these I'm trying movies. to figure out if there's, like, a reason. Because sometimes, like, when I go back and listen, I'm like, oh, there was a pun there. Oh, there was a reason for that. But <laughs> I'm so focused on, like, what I'm trying to talk about that sometimes I don't get your stuff. And, it, and then sometimes when I try to engage you with something, you just stand there staring at me. And I'm like, okay, say something. <laughs> so he calls 911 and he says, now, so I'm always suspicious of people who call 911 and before they say what their emergency is, they give an alibi. <laughs> like the hiya guy. Yeah. Hiya, I was getting pizza and I was out with my friends. And get my laptop. Right, no. This guy's like, um, well, first they, they ask the address. He tells them the address. Mm -hmm. They ask for the cross street he tells them the cross street and then they go okay wait what's your emergency and then all of a sudden he like kind of burst into this like fake crying oh my god i was out jogging and when it came back my wife was in the tub and now she's they think she's drowned <laughs> okay and like now when i tell you this guy sounds like the biggest p word i've ever heard in my life they're like sir take her out of the tub oh she's heavy though she's so heavy i can't oh. doesn't he work in a nursing home he's a nurse Okay, he's a trained medical professional. He should, and he should have the strength of a thousand humans right now. It's his wife and his baby, right? <laughs> so he should just be able to reach in there. When I tell you something, one time a complete stranger, I, I was on a plane and a complete stranger, like, coded. I lifted this dude out of his seat, okay? <laughs> I had the strength of a thousand humans and I was like, okay, I'm gonna save this guy. Put my hands under his arms, picked him up from a dead, wait in a chair so this is your wife and your baby right you should build like superman out. right no oh, she's slipping she can't, i can't she's too heavy i can't so she's like sir if you can't get her out you're gonna have to give her cpr in the tub he's like oh, how am i gonna do that okay let me tell you something if i had to punch my significant other in the chest i would just do whatever but he's like wait how oh, how am i gonna do okay. that so she's like sir just like reach your hands onto her chest and start pushing our chest, right? And he's like, no, this is so hard, right? Toronto Ambulance, where do you need us? 12 Marsh Road. Sorry, 12 Marsh Road? 12 Marsh Road. And what is the closest major intersection? It's Birchmount and St. Clair or Birchmount and Danforth Road. Okay, and is this a house or an apartment? It's a house. What's the telephone number you're calling from? 647-827-9258. Okay. 
So tell me exactly what's happened. I just came home, and I was out running, and my wife was taking a bath. And when I came home, she's in the bath, but she's under the water, and she's not breathing. Okay, sir, did you remove the water from the bathtub? No, I haven't. Okay, take the moment to do that now, okay? Okay, okay. How old is she, sir? She's 29. She's 29? Okay, is she breathing at all? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Are you able to get her out of the bathtub? I probably can. Okay, Radio, this is going to be an yep. echo tear. Do you want me to do that now? Yes, I want you to do that now. Get her out, put her on the floor, flat on her back. Okay? I know how to do CPR. Okay, well, I'm going to guide you through that. Do that okay. right now. Get her out, put her flat on her back. Let me know when it's done. All right. Thank <laughs> you. 
know when you've done that, okay? I don't want you to 
to stop until help is right there with you. One, two, three, four. arrive she's still in the tub mm. the tub is still full of water he didn't she's drain it <laughs> long dead yeah no no no. he did not even drain it right right and she's dead 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 so he you know his alibi is that he was out jogging but the police dispute that he was out jogging they do not think that he was out jogging they think that he was walking around the house um for some time waiting for her to be dead long enough to Did he break a sweat at least when I got there? Was he sweating? I mean, you wouldn't really know because he would have bathtub water on himself too. Yeah, you know. So strangely, in the hour before she was before the nine one one call was made, he made two phone calls and a text to his girlfriend, and he um, had like a twenty six minute call with her. And oh, I almost forgot this part of the story. So when his wife was in the hospital, so as she's dead in the tub, he's calling the girlfriend. Yeah. Plus, Smart. the night that his wife was in the hospital, you remember she was there overnight? Yeah. He met with his girlfriend, and he said to her, can you pray for my wife, right? And she said that they did everything, he would do everything with her except for not actually engage in actual intercourse. So they, like, basically ran the bases, mm-hmm. but did not have a home run. Gotcha. So, well, your wife's in the hospital, she might die, but you seem zero concern about this. You're out. With your girlfriend? <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing is just whacked. Right? So they do a postmortem, of course. And when they do the postmortem, they find that she's got Ativan in her system. So Ativan's a benzodiazepine. Gotcha. And it's in the same family as like Valium, Xanax. You know, she doesn't take this. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, she's from the Philippines and her family's from the Philippines. He's from Canada, but she's from the Philippines. So mm-hmm. this girl had a crap ton of benzos in her system. And this is a girl that never took anything. So she, she dies, they do the autopsy. It takes six months to get this autopsy and toxicology report. When they get it and they see that there's Ativan, they arrest him. They and arrest the, the yeah, good pastor. The good pastor and nurse manager. Right, right. They claim that he stole the Ativan from the nursing home that he worked at. I was just thinking that. Yeah, and then, How not only that, it? aside from all, so they, you know, they took his computer okay. from the investigation. Oh boy. And aside from all the pornography. What else was on there? He Googled. Here How we, much Ativan does it take to kill someone? These people are so stupid. And would 100 milligrams of Ativan kill someone? Now <laughs> keep in mind, the strongest dose of Ativan I've ever seen is two. Oh okay. My God. Would 100 kill someone? 100. Okay, usually they give 0. 0.5. 
Sometimes I give one. I've never seen more than two. So 100 should do the job. 100 will kill, it'll kill, it'll kill, it'll kill a population. It'll kill a classroom. Okay, it will kill people. So I don't know if he gave her 100, but <laughs> here's a, a girl that has no, and this is, explains why she was so sick at the hospital. I mean, there's no reason that an Ativan, even two milligrams should make someone vomit 11 or 12 times. So when they do the autopsy, now they're doing this whole investigation. Incidentally, they have blood from when she was at the hospital. I was just gonna say two days before be, her death. Yeah, yeah. You know, they saved that crap for a while. Right. Good. They tested it, and it was positive for Ativan. She's never taken anything. It wasn't a liver function, like through the roof. No, I don't know if it affects the liver so much. It's not like Tylenol or uh, like alcohol. I, I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't know if that if that's even a thing. It would just sedate you until you stop breathing. It's an extremely strong strong sedative. Hmm. Um, so, but the thing is, she didn't necessarily, nobody really, they don't really know if the Ativan is what killed her, but she drowned. So like, they think the Ativan sedated her so much that she drowned, uh, kind of pulled a Whitney Houston. Yeah. So, um, he went on trial. Why'd you do a Whitney? <laughs> right. So he goes to trial and they decide that the, it, it wasn't that the drug killed her, it was the drowning that killed her, but she wouldn't have drowned if she hadn't been drugged, so he was responsible for her death. So he ends up getting out of jail on a technicality. They say that the juror asked a question, and the a juror asked a question, and the judge answered the question. Hmm. So like apparently that's like, that's grounds for throwing out a trial. Not in the US. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, they retried him, and then he was found guilty the second time. Did they put a muzzle on the judge? <laughs> <laughs> he was a different judge, I'm sure. <laughs> and then he was finally found guilty. Um, in 2019, he oh. was finally found guilty and like sentenced. He was sentenced to 15 years. Um, so was he free when he when he got uh, acquitted? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he got taken back for like two years, waiting for trial, waiting for sentencing. So he has 11 years left to serve as of sentencing um so Man. even though it caused like a lot of controversy in canada because they were like everyone knows this guy did it everyone knows this guy killed her he's well, walking free and they were like trying to get like justice for her for the longest time so it was like causing all this stuff there's like articles and like people like constantly saying like you know this has to be reopened he killed her as a killer free they finally were able to retry him and they finally were able to find him guilty <clears throat> Still, I mean, you know, 11 years left to serve or whatever, it just doesn't feel like a, enough. It was a young girl that was healthy. So her family was so devastated that her dad was, like came to her funeral and he was so, he was feeling like terrible, so sick, so some, just not feeling well. But he said he, he would never miss his daughter's funeral. Turns out he had two strokes wow. like during the funeral, but like wouldn't leave, wouldn't could, go I, home. I can totally see that happening. Right. So at the trial, um, the defense alleged that she was depressed because of his affair, and so she was taking Ativan herself. But there was no doctor that had ever prescribed it. And right. Where's she, she getting it from? The she, nursing like home said, that he works at. Right. Yeah. And also, it made her so violently sick. Like, I can't see her, like, repeatedly taking it. Yeah. She was so sick from the first time that she took it. So they also said um, he didn't... Well, the prosecutor said that he did not stop her from going into the tub... And so, like, even if he didn't mean to kill her, he just wanted to sedate her so he could have some time out. He knew it was going to happen when she goes in the tub. He let her go in the tub after yeah. he gave her a shit ton of Ativan. Yeah. And they said that 
People do the most um, fucked up things he, to each other, don't they? Right. They said that he doesn't jog, so why would he go out for a jog? And they said that being a nurse, if you saw like your loved one unresponsive and dead, the first thing you would do is CPR. But he called 911 and it didn't even occur to him that he should be giving her CPR. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like he didn't even take her out of the tub before he called them. Like, I get you gotta call them fast, but the first thing you do, like, wouldn't you think, would be rip her out of the tub, call 911 while starting CPR? Yeah. But no, he just like call he just like calls 911 and just like tells him his alibi. Then they're like, get her out. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good but idea. then he can't do it. Right. right. Um, so weirdly. Well, you nailed it before because even if she was an elephant, he'd be able to take her, pull her out of the tub 100%. Yeah, if he loved her, if he didn't yeah. want her to die, right. totally. So weirdly, because like, you know, the murder happened in 2011 and he was, he was finally, you know, held accountable in February. He was still hooking up with the girlfriend all the way through. Jeez. She... She said um, they were still friends at the trial, but... The girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. But she said that they still hooked up um, until the February after his wife's death. She died in October. She was still hooking up with him until that following February when he ended up getting arrested and going to trial. That they were having sex two to three times a week because she wanted to be there for him. Hmm. So, again, you know, I've said this so many times, but just... Just end it. Just end it. It's clearly not working. This girl and him or like whatever. Right. I mean, if your wife is not your soulmate, then get a divorce. Right. Like, why you go through all this? It's going to suck because, you know, you got a kid and she's pregnant. It's going to, you know, you're going to look like a horse's ass for sure, but. Not as much as a murderer. Exactly. That's my like whole a, point here. Yeah. There's like so many different options. Why do, you, why do you resort to like, oh, let me just fucking pick her off. And it's never going to work, by the way. Right. Right. So after nine, almost nine years of investigations and trials and retrials and retrials, the, her mother said that she wants to see justice, but reopening this case reopens wounds over and over, and it's heartbreaking. She said that her daughter, Carissa, was a giver and not a taker, and she was taken, and her baby was taken. And the church leaders put out a statement saying that they were deeply affected and they said, if your own pastor can betray you, who can you trust? That's a good point. Right. The people you look to for spiritual guidance and the people that you think that are like the pillars of your community, you know, could yeah, go well, and do something like this. Listen, listen. It's no secret that some of those individuals got some serious secrets. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right. Right. I mean, it's, you know. I'm just imagining like the people that went to his church that like went to him were like, oh, you know we're having like relationship issues like and him being like judgy yeah but like here he or, is like sliding into the <laughs> and sliding into your wife's dm <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> oh that stupid video you just showed me what does that even mean though i don't even know <clears throat> you serious right now yeah i don't even know what that means <laughs> tell me what it even means so <laughs> on instagram direct message Right, so people slide into your DM, like send you messages, <laughs> direct messages to you, like, "Yo, oh. what's up, baby girl?" <laughs> oh, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking slide into people's DMs. <laughs> people you know or you don't know. People are gonna crash right now. I swear to God, people are listening to this right now and you're crashing. I slide into your DM, but usually with like some sort of a joke that I don't know how to forward any other way. Yeah, but you get to say creepers and weirdos, and they're just like send message like, "Yo." I mean, hiya. 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 So that's what that means. Ah, uh, all right. Now I know. 
Nobody slides into my DM because <laughs> I haven't said so. I don't have strangers slide into my DM. Yeah. Now you're, I'm going to use that term. You're ahead of the game. <laughs> Do people slide into your DM? No. Besides me. <laughs> of course not. I'm only kidding. These are like young people terms that I hear all the time. Yeah. I work with younger guys, so I get to hear I these, know. you know, funny things all the time. I know. I feel old. We're not that old, but I feel old sometimes. Listen, I try to stay on top of touch. these trendy, you know, slangs and words and word associations. So I, I, I mean, feel I, tra- I feel younger. You know what I mean? So now, now you know what sliding into the DM means. So you're a little more trendy now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna use it. I'm okay. gonna use it in the next episode. <laughs> I've got to go back to 2020, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, I hope Philip has a miserable existence. Yeah, me too. Uh, hopefully God will forgive him. Hopefully he's refound God while he's in right. prison. Yeah, hopefully he won't go to hell, burn, for right. killing his wife. So anyway, thank you for listening to episode 30. There it is, episode 30. Hope you enjoyed it. I didn't. No. That's sad. No, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. Why? The story was perfectly fine i mean this well i mean i have a problem with it because you know why why it wasn't from 1930 oh that was like the deal 30 episodes 1930 you know what i got a bunch of them i got a bunch of them that i've already like done some research on i've already so you know i got this list of like a lot of cases that i'm like in the middle of researching okay so i don't have any from 1930 so i feel like if you want to, like, I'm just sitting here saying, I, you know, I'm gonna find some. I spend a lot of time editing. I really, you know, focus on your what your work is. I ask for one thing, literally one thing. I say, can you do an case. episode? I'm from gonna find. It, but this, these are boring to me. Maybe you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, sometimes they're fun. I like the haunted Maybe house the one. Maybe the people who are listening want to hear an old story. I don't even think you like the haunted house one that much. First of all, I thought that episode was awesome. I thought it was kind of scary. It was creepy. This dude. Going around and smashing people with ball peen hammers. I mean, that's <laughs> peen ball. Yeah, peen ball hammers, as you say. <laughs> but ball peen hammers. I mean, that's scary as shit. And I don't know for some reason. For me, I feel like the when it's old and like I picture black and white, it just scares the shit out of me. I don't know why. Right, and you can picture them. They've been a ghost for like a hundred years uh, already. Dude, don't even start with that, please. Right, I know. You know, we got a lot, we have a lot of people that are following us that have like that type of podcast where. It's like supernatural stuff and like ghosts mm-hmm. and all that. I listen to some of those. It's pretty I cool. I like them, yeah. I see them, but like I, I go through their feed and I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. I actually also listen to this podcast. This is the funniest. I Because I love scary movies. I love anything scary, but I love scary movies. I listen to this podcast, these two British guys that um, talk about scary movies. And it's funny because they're kind of like us where like the one guy is like really into scary movies and the other guy's terrified of them. <laughs> and so... They watched The Conjuring 2. <laughs> they had watched it like the night before. That movie was fucked up. The right. first one was so scary. Yeah, but they had watched it. All of them are scary, but they watched it and the and the guy's like, bloody hell, I haven't slept. I'm fucking dying. I can't. I'm freaking out. Like, no, I got a Brooklyn accent coming here with my shit. But like, no, this guy is so funny. He's like, every part of it, he's like, oh, you hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Like, he's so funny. So I listened to them. You know, I like to listen to all sorts of podcasts. I like to get like all sorts. Oh yeah, of, definitely, it's awesome. Like different. Did you ever hear when Kevin Hart? We're totally off right now, but The Conjuring. 
No. Oh my God! You have to watch that. No. Yeah, there's definitely people listening right now. Like he totally saw it, but yeah. Hard talks about watching The Conjuring with his daughter, and it, yeah, it, dude, it's so funny. It's such a scary movie, even for someone like that loves scary movies like <laughs> myself. It's such a scary movie, and and it takes place in London, so they're British, and they're so it makes them even more scared. And they're so funny because they they have like a kind of a, a British perspective on it, and like that house, which was like this poverty-stricken house with like this old beat-up chair that was haunted, and the whole house was and they're like. They're like, today, that would be like a million dollar house. Because it's like prime right. location, even though it's like a piece of shit, poverty ridden area. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it would be a, a, yeah, a billion, I mean, a million dollars right now. Which Crazy. is kind of funny. Well, we obviously got off topic there. We did. But, but it was good to good to chat, and we, we made 30 episodes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks All for right. listening. Take care. Okay, bye.